Hi, this is Thad Reese, the pastor at Parkside Community Church, The Lighthouse, here in San Francisco. Jesus said, when I return to the earth, will I find any faith? We believe that this podcast will help build your faith as you hear and listen to the Word of God. Welcome to Parkside Community Church, where Jesus is He's Lord of our church, and we are so glad that you joined us today. We are in the middle of a series, Training for Reigning. Everybody say, Training Training. for Reigning. Now, today we're going to be talking about knowing your enemy. And it's not your wife, it's not your husband, it's not your pastor, it's not your boss. Come on, you need to know who your real enemy is. I said, you need to know who your real enemy is. Your real enemy. The Bible says you don't fight. You don't fight with flesh and blood. Turn to your neighbor and say, you are flesh and you do have blood flowing in your body. So you don't fight with the people around you. The Bible says your fight is not with flesh and blood, but who is your fight with? Principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. Am I your enemy? That wasn't good enough. I said, am I your enemy? (laughs) Some of you were like, yeah. (laughs) No, your enemy, your enemy is who? Satan. It is not anybody else. And today you get to know him a little better. You know, a lot of people today are putting their head in the sand. They don't even want to look at the news. They don't want to know the times. They just say, I want to just rock babies. I just want to rock babies. I just want it to be leave it to beaver. I want it to be the Waltons. It's not going to be. And you need to know your enemy. I remember when I played football a couple years ago. Uh, when I played football a couple years ago, we would have to go, usually on Monday at lunch, um, we would go into Coach Renwick's, he went to, he played against O.J. Simpson at Stanford, and we would go into Coach Renwick's office or Coach Alvarado, and we would watch game films of the team that we were going to play Friday night. Are you all here? Why would we go look at game films of another team? Because we wanted to know their strengths and we wanted to know their weaknesses. I remember my senior year, we were playing Arvin, Arvin down in about an hour and a little bit from Los Angeles, past Bakersfield. And we were playing Arvin, and the year before, they beat us like 35 to 7 or 35 to nothing. I threw like five interceptions. It was horrible. What was my worst game ever, my junior year. So we're playing my senior year, and they're, they're better that year than they were my junior year. But we'd improved. But we go into the film room, and Coach Renwick and the other coaches, Tiny Hill, Coach Alvarado, they're studying the films and the Arvin, the Arvin offensive line 
was huge. Bigger than you, Darren? Okay, and, and they were huge. It would be like putting Richard Elizalde on one side of the center and you on the other side of the center. And I think these guys were huge. And so we're watching them and I'm like, oh man. And, um, and the reason why they had huge linemen, they had a running back named Joey Tarver and Tarver ended up going in the NFL draft or something. I mean, he was just like, he's all over. He was amazing. And the year before, I mean, 35 nothing. Who do you think scored most of their touchdowns? Him. And so he's a senior, whereas I'm a senior, and we're studying the film. We had this little running back named Terry Williams. Little Terry Williams was five foot three, five foot four, and he was this little scab back. He played offense. Everybody say offense. Well, Coach Renwick, Coach Alvarado, and Coach Hill are looking at these game films. And they said, we're going to do something different this week. We're going to put Terry Williams on defense because we want him to shoot the gaps and cause havoc in the backfield when they're handing the ball off to Tarver. And we're thinking... This guy's like 125 pounds and he's going up against 250 pound guys. And we're like, what? So the game goes and guess what happened? It was the most magical, amazing, anointed decision I've ever seen in football. That little guy shot the gaps and Tarver, by the time he got the ball, Williams was already on him. He gained hardly any yards. We beat them that night. 21-14 went on to win the champ. If we don't beat them, we are not the champions. So we won the championship because of one decision of knowing the enemy. Today, some of you are going to know the weaknesses of your enemy because knowing the weakness of your enemy could make victory in your life instead of frustration where some of you have been. I'm talking to you out there. So knowing your enemy, I want you to turn in your Bibles to Revelation chapter one. Revelation chapter one, verse six, it says this. It says, and hath made us kings and priests. Number one, you need to know that God has made you a king and a priest. You don't need to go to a priest because you are a priest. I said, you don't have to go to a priest because God made you a priest. Are you here with me? So you need to know who you are in Jesus. We're not talking about that today, but the Bible says that God has given you all power, all authority over all. Everybody say all. What does all mean, Eddie? It means all. He's given you all power, all authority over all the works of the devil. Every say, the devil has no place in me. So he made you a king and a priest unto God and his father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Verse 7. Behold, Jesus comes with clouds. This day is why we got to go through the junk we're going through right now. Everybody say, I got to go through this to get to that. See, if you want to see the return of Jesus, you got to endure 
turn to your neighbor and say, I got to even endure you. <laughs> so he says he's coming with clouds and ev- watch this. Every eye shall see him. Every single human being on the earth will see him in the clouds. Now, here's the, here's, here's, here's the sad thing. Some, and hopefully nobody here, will see him from the ground. But church, we will be on the clouds with him. Every say we'll be with the cl- on the clouds. Say, Pastor Thad will look a lot better. Say it. <laughs> and a lot younger. And have more hair. Because I'll have my glorified body. And so will you, Arturo. Amen. Amen. You got to like that. So we get our glorified, anointed, live forever body. Mm. Now you younger ones don't really care about that right now. But the older we get, the more we're looking forward to this day. You need to say yes. Amen. So he says, every eye shall see him. But not only every eye here. Look at this. Even those that pierced him. The people that killed Jesus. This is going to be the biggest spectacle we have ever witnessed ever. I don't know how that's going to happen. I don't know if they have a big screen TV in hell. But he says, and I believe his word, that every eye will see him, even those that killed him. Do you believe the word? So, and, and, and then look at this. And all kindreds of the earth shall, watch this, this is where we're going. All kindreds shall wail, cry, moan, and groan because of Jesus? Even so, amen. Why? Everybody say, why? Would anybody, come on, say, would anybody wail to see Jesus? We're going to find out. Look at verse 8. Jesus said this, this is in red letter edition. I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. Everybody say, he is the beginning. He's the end. How many of you know he gets the last say in all this? Everybody say, he gets the last say. I said he gets the last say. Did you just hear what I said? He gets the last say. No matter what you're going through, who gets the last say? Who gets the last say in your life, Santi? How about you, Wee Wee? Who gets the last say? He does. Everybody say, he does. Says the Lord, which is, which was, which is to come, the Almighty. Amen? So why would anybody be wailing? I'm so glad you asked. Do you want to know when you go? Do you want to know when you're out of here? Do you want to know when you're dancing on the clouds with Jesus? Do you want to know? Yeah. Next verse, Revelation chapter 6. Revelation chapter 6, verse 12. And I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal. Right here, if you have a Bible, you circle sixth seal. We leave when the sixth seal is open. Amen. Well, what's, what's open right now, Pastor Thad? I'm not sure. I know what the first seal says. We don't know because God's not, it doesn't say God's going to get, hey, I'm opening up the first seal. He doesn't do that. We just have to, let me, you guys want to know what the first seal says? It's a white horse. And guess who's on it? Somebody with a bow. 
with no arrows. And he goes forth conquering and to conquer. This is the first seal. Hmm, what would that be? Bow with no arrow, meaning all it is, it appears like it's bad. These are lies. This is deception. So the first seal, when the first seal's open, is a evil presence of somebody on a white horse with a bow with no arrows. Are you with me? Have you seen anything happening today that looks a little deceptive? So it's either, this is the way I look at it, it is either the dress rehearsal of the real white horse, or we're living in it. All I know is what it says. You know what the second seal is? Anybody like to know the second seal? It is a guy on a red horse. Everybody say red horse. Red horse. And the Bible says he puts fear on the whole earth. Pausing for effect. Fear on the whole earth. Are you with me? Yeah. What seal are we? What seal are we? We're number six. Everybody say, we're number six. Okay, so number two. Number one is a bow with no arrows. You need to wear a mask. <laughs> You're going to die. The, the, the new stat just came out that 94% of all the 180,000 that they said died or no, uh, never died from COVID. It's like 6%. And all these people, it's a lie. Everybody say, it's a lie. Could that be the, I don't know. Again, he doesn't announce it. Number two, he puts fear, watch this. He puts fear on the whole earth and people start killing each other. Second seal. Do you know what the third seal is? It, now, I know this hadn't happened. It's either... This may be the wealth of the wicked laid up for the just, but it's balances. It's a black horse and it's balances. And it says something weird like um, a penny for a barley, but don't touch the oil, which means the anointed like us. And so it's a balance. That's number three. Do you know what number four is? A quarter of the earth is wiped out. That hasn't happened, right? Do you know what the fifth seal is? He opens up the fifth seal and it's the martyrs under the altar and, and, and they're screaming out, Jesus, when are you going to go back and judge them? They've killed us. They're killing more. When are you going to go? And Jesus says, hold on. There's going to be a few more martyrs before I go. Are you with me? Are we getting closer to the return of Jesus? All three of you think that. Well, I hope there's a... Look, we are living in the last years. I don't know if it's 10, 20, but I'm, I would venture to say if we're into 20 years, I, I will be shocked. Read your Bible. And then the sixth seal. This is, okay, so here we go, here we go. And I beheld when he opens the sixth seal and lo, there was a great earthquake. And the sun became black as sackcloth of hair. And the moon became really orange, really dark blood orange. 
<laughs> Keep going. And the stars of heaven. You want to see a good firework show? Um, you, just, you just need to be here for this. And the stars of heaven fell unto the... Okay, church, where am I? Where's Pastor Thad? She's on it. Cemetery. I'm at the cemetery. I'm wanting to see my dad go from the grave because he goes before me. You're going to be there. You can be at Mekhi. You can look it for Dave. Hey, I'll be right there. <laughs> Every say in the... In a moment, every say in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, your body will be changed. Amen. Amen. And the stars of heaven fell into the earth, even as a fig tree casts her untimely figs when she is shaken of a mighty wind. Verse 14. And the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together in every mountain. Every say every mountain, every island were moved out of their place. This would not be a good time to be visiting Hawaii. And the, here we go. Are you ready? And the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men and every bondman and every free man hid themselves in the dens of the rocks of the mountains. What's going on? And said to the mountains and the rock, fall on us. We need to hide from the face of Jesus that sits on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb for the great day. Every say the great day. Why is this a great day? We're out of here. I said, we're out of here. Who's, who's saying this? The, no, who's saying this stuff is the people that are still here. All the mockers of Christians, all the people that work for CNN right now. Amen. I'm telling you, every evil person for the great day of his wrath has come and who shall be able to stand? Not too many. This is when, if you're still here, you won't be them. You won't be, you know, and you think, I missed it. Smith Wigglesworth said in 1927, he said over half of the church will not be ready for this day. When Jesus used the parable, he used 10 virgins. I don't know about you, but I don't see a lot of virgins today. He used 10 virgins and he says five were ready and five stayed. And he shut the door. If you're not ready, you stay. I don't even want to tell you what you got to go through to go to heaven. Every say, don't take the mark. Don't take the mark. Don't take them. Every say, don't take the mark. So we're going to learn today. What are we going to learn today? We're going to know our enemy, right? So look at Revelations chapter 12. Look at this. Revelation chapter 12, verse 9. This is him. The great dragon was cast out. The old serpent called the devil. Every say the devil, devil and Satan, which here it is, deceiveth part of the world. Deceiveth who? The whole. the whole world. He was cast out into the earth and his angels were, were cast out with him. This is when he controls for three and a half years. And it's not pretty. I'm, what are we doing right now? 
If you get this answer, I, you are so connected to me. I bet years ago, Richard would have got this. If you know what I'm asking you right now, and you could give me the answer, $100 Starbucks card right now. $100 Starbucks card. What are we doing right now? Raise your hand. You got an answer out there? Just text it. What are we doing? We are sitting on Monday at school looking at a game film. Did you get that? We are looking at the game film of our enemy. That's what we're doing. And we say, this is the game film. So what are we going to do? We're going to take the information that we learned today and we may want to make adjustments like maybe making our little running back a defensive tackle. Are you with me? Some, listen, this message is not my message. So when you hear the rest of it, you either have ears to hear or you shut me up. You have as much to do with what happens in your heart than I do. I could, Jesus had all of his church leave him. And he turned to his disciples and said, you guys want to leave too? And you know what? He never said, please, let me please explain it to you. They were all mad at him. They were ticked. They all left him. They were offended at him. They didn't want anything to do with him. Why? Because he told them the truth. He told them the truth. Say, it's about me and my heart. See, Jesus said that there's 75% of hearts are bad. I can't see Beverly's heart today. I can't see Sarah's heart today. I can't see X-Man's heart today. I know Richard's heart. I'm just kidding. So everybody say, only God and me know my heart. And some of us don't even know our own heart. Amen. He deceives how much of the world? When he's cast into the pit, one, one angel, God says, go get him. Grabs him, one angel. Throws him in the pit for a thousand years. One angel. How bad is that? Oh, he's a bad boy. He can't do anything to you but lie. Lie. And we say lie. And that's why our country and our children, children, the best thing that you can learn is that you do not lie. Ever. The first thing when you become a born-again believer that God tells you to put off and put on. You put off lying and put on the truth. How much deception is out there? Who deceives the whole world? Busy bodies trying to get involved in things that they shouldn't even be involved with, talking trash, and nothing coming out as truth. And you're like, what is that? I mean, I can't stand trying to go through muddy water. This is what President Trump's doing. He's trying to see truth and he can't get there. Because everything is what? He deceives the whole world. And what is it? Lie after lie after cover up after cover up. Who's controlling the world? Who's the God of this world? So if you lie, I'm talking to you. If you lie, 
you might as well just put your arm around Satan and said, hey, babe, what's up? Say, I'm not a liar. If I'm embarrassed, I will tell the truth. Say, I'll tell the truth. Say, tell the truth. Tell the truth. Now, that doesn't mean to go back in your life and dig up everything you did wrong and then have to reveal. I'm talking about the blood has covered it. I'm talking about from this moment forward, let's get things right. Amen. Amen. Any of you lied this week? You liars. <laughs> Amen. We need to get duct tape if we can't tell the truth. Don't try to make yourself look better than you really are. And we all do it. Everybody say, I'm speaking truth. He can't use you if you don't speak truth. You will have a muddy spirit, conscience. Nothing clean comes out of you. It's got a good, it's, it's, why do you put a filter for your water? You want to drink muddy water? Well, how many of us have to hear your muddy spirit come forth when you speak? How many want a clean spirit? Then you've got to forgive, you've got to love, and you've got to speak truth. And we say truth. Who deceives the whole world? Turn to um, 1 John chapter 3. Richard knows this verse. He that committeth sin, he that lies is of the devil. Some of you didn't realize how much you were part of his team. You cannot operate in the Holy Ghost. You cannot operate in the goodness and the best of God and lie and commit sin continually. He that committeth sin is of the devil for the devil sins from the beginning for this purpose. What purpose? Because the devil has deceived the whole world because he has continued to be walking in pride. Because he's the devil, this purpose, Jesus was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil in you and me. Turn to John chapter 8. We get a good definition of the devil here. You are of your father, the devil. This is Jesus talking to people like CNN reporters, people even on, I mean, I'm just talking news in general. This is, this is Jesus talking to even religious people trying to make, this is Jesus. He calls them out and says, you're of your father, the devil. And you think that you think that tw the tweets of Donald Trump are bad? <laughs> Look at this. Can you imagine somebody getting on and saying, you're of your father, the devil. That's what he said. You are of your father, the devil, and the lusts of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning. You want to know about the liar that speaks lies into you? He's a murderer. He's trying to destroy you. He's trying to kill you. He's trying to rip you off. And he does it through, he does it through lies. 
and he abode not in the truth. And we say, not the truth. Say, not the truth. And then look at this, because there is no truth in him. How much truth is in the devil? I want, I'm, what are we doing? We're watching a game film. We're watching a game film of him. And he hates it. I said he hates it. There is no truth in him. When you lie, you just became a friend of the devil. When you lie to anybody, when you lie and you, you are of your father, the devil. Do you want to make him your father today? Okay. So here's what he says. He abode not in the truth because there's no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. Who's his own? All those that are speaking like that. All those of us that have lied with him are his own. For he is a liar, and watch this, and the father of it. You want to know where lies came from? It didn't come from God. God has never lied. The Bible says it's impossible for God to lie. So then how come you lie? I'm so glad I came to church today. I feel so warm and fuzzy. If we don't have, my mom told me this when I was a little kid and Kim can back it up because she's here today. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Say, I'm not a liar. I'm going to do better. Say, I'm going to do better. I want on God's team. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 14. This is where it all starts. How many want to know where it all starts? Right here. Right here. How you have fallen from heaven, Lucifer. He wasn't known as devil or Satan when he was in heaven. Jesus and the Lord or God gave him the name Lucifer. Son of the morning, how art thou cut down to the ground? Look at this, which did weaken the nations. What's happening right now in the world? He's weakening the nation through deception, through lies. Let's go on, verse 13. For you have said in your heart, how many know everything that you are is in your heart? Same, the, listen, you're talking about the devil and angel. God gave them a heart. He says right here, for you said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. When you and I get in pride, we're in trouble. When we think we're better than we are, we're in trouble. We need to constantly put on the garment of humility. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's all right if I'm wrong. <laughs> it's all right if I admit that I'm wrong. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. What a, this guy is prideful. 
Watch this. Watch this. You guys are going to learn some stuff today. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the what? Of the not of the what? You need to get this of the north. Why north? Because the north is up and the highest. North, south, east, west. Where does he always want to be? In the north. The Antichrist will come from the north. Everybody say the north. Keep going. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Yet, you shall be brought down to hell. (laughs) Who has the final word? I said, who has the final word, church? God. And so here, that's what he wanted. He wanted to be up. And it says, you shall be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. Who's Who's throwing the devil in the pit? Come on, help me. One angel. Every say one angel. Every say one angel. They that see thee, okay, this is us. You're going to watch him. I'm going to watch him. We're going to watch the one angel throw this guy in the pit. You will be there. I will be there. And here's what's going to be said amongst all of us in heaven. Here's what's going to say. We will narrowly look upon this little creep and consider him. And then we will say this. Is this the guy that made the earth to tremble and did shake kingdoms? That made the whole world as a wilderness and destroyed, destroyed the cities thereof that opened not the house of his prisoners. Do you realize what you're seeing right now is the work of the devil? The cities being burned. This is nothing. Look at me. This is nothing. You need to know what's going to happen. Don't put your head in the sand. You need to know what the future is going to be. Say, the devil's an idiot. Do you know what he does? He's thrown in the pit for a thousand years. Why Jesus reigns from Jerusalem, the new Jerusalem. This is coming and just, here's what's so funny. This is coming in the next couple decades. Jerusalem over there in Jerusalem. I mean, it's going to be, and then it's heaven on earth for a thousand years. Why is there heaven on earth? There's no devil. There, he's in the pit. Now God loosens him. For a season, you would think, you would think after everything, he's been in the pit. Lord, can I repent? (laughs) Do you know what he does? He goes right back and deceives anybody he can. You know why? Because there's no truth in him. He's a deceiver. I said, he's a deceiver. How does he deceive? Come on, help me. How does he deceive? lies. So every day that he puts that lie in you, she's this, he's that. She, you know, how many know when that, when that thought comes in you and it's not a good thought, anybody ever had those thoughts? (laughs) Well, where do you think they came from? If you don't have two bodyguards outside of your little ears, I like to call them a word filter. You'll just sit there and think about it and think, yeah, my mom is kind of mean. My mom, she'd never, ever thinks the best of me. She's so stubborn. How many, how many of you know you need to cast those thoughts out? 
I said, how many of you know you need to cast those thoughts out? Say, the weapons of my warfare, come on, say, the weapons of my warfare are not carnal. They're not natural, but they're mighty to, through God to the pulling down of stronghold. Well, where's a stronghold happen? In your head. Casting down imaginations in every thought, every thought that's not in line with the word of God. Every thought. Turn to your neighbor and say, every thought. That means you got to love me. Come on, just tell him, you got to love me. You got to forgive me. Love and forgiveness is what the church is about. How will Parkside be known in this community, in this city? How will they know? How, the, how will they know that we love God? Somebody, somebody. This is how they'll know. By our love one for another. Because Isaac loves me and takes me out. Amen. Say, because of our love. They see Parkside and there's not contention. There's not rebellion. There's not backbiting and lies and strife and envy. Why'd they get quiet? <laughs> I said, there's none of that here, right? Why? Because there's just love. It's just love. Because we tell the truth. You know, Eddie, you're stinky today. You know, we just go up and tell them the truth. <laughs> no, you, you know, and, and, you know, and then Eddie doesn't get offended because he knows he's got to walk in love. So Eddie just says, well, you know, thank you, Pastor Thad, for letting me know. I, I didn't have time to shower today. And look at some of you are like, you, everybody say, we tell the truth and we walk in love. See, if you walk in love, you don't get the opportunity to envy strife Get mad at somebody. I'm preaching a lot better than you guys are giving me credit for today. I said, no envy, no strife, no division, no contention, no dissension. Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God if I got to say it myself. So he says that made the world as a wilderness and destroyed the cities. Are you kidding me? He destroyed the cities and he opened not the house of the prisoners. Turn to Psalms chapter 48. Watch this. This is a Psalm that you're going to want to hear. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God in the mountain of his holy. Isn't that a song? Yes, it is. Look at verse two. Beautiful for situation, the joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion on the sides of the north. Who wants to go north? I said, who wants to go north? See, you don't understand, but north is up. North is where the Antichrist is coming from. And if you haven't heard it, I might as well tell you, the Antichrist will come out of the north of the divided states of America. Really? Yeah. You're going to want to talk to me after service. Um, let's go to um, Daniel chapter 11. This week, I was walking up to my office. I shared this earlier with you guys. But I was walking up to my office on Wednesday. 
as I was walking up, the Spirit of God came on me, and I didn't hear an audible voice, but inside as he talks to me, he said this. He says, I'm going to show you something in the Word today. Say, say this, say, God's not a respecter of people. But he's a respecter of faith. If you seek, you'll find. If you're hungry, you get fed. But if you just take your Christianity casually, you will be a casualty. Here's what it says, Daniel chapter 11, the most difficult verse in the entire Bible to understand. Nobody will, uh, nobody, I'm telling you, in the whole earth, you give this to a million pastors, they will not understand this. And I'm not going to explain it to you today. You can go to the website and you can look at the end of years series and you will be explained to there. But watch this, and the king of the south shall be strong and one of his princes. And he shall be strong, watch this, above him. Everybody say above him. That's all I want you to see. He will be strong above him. Everybody say above him. Watch this. And he shall be strong above him. He will have dominion. His dominion shall be a great dominion. Verse 6. And in the end of years, they shall join themselves together for the king's daughter of the south shall come to the king of the north. Everybody say king of the south. King of the north. To make an agreement, but she shall not retain the power of the arm. Neither shall he stand, nor his arm, but she shall be given up. Mm, that's interesting. And they that brought her, and they that begat her, or he that begat her, and he that strengthened her in these times. I wish I could tell you that whole verse. Go back to verse 5, because you're talking king of the north, king of the south. Look at this, verse 5. And the king of the south shall be strong, and one of his princes Here's the revelation. One of his princes is the king of the north. Everybody say the king of the north. One of the princes that is the king of the south at the end will be where the Antichrist comes from. He's not the Antichrist. He's just a prince to the king of the south. The lighthouse sf.com the end of years we don't have time amen that's why we did that right all right let's go on turn to genesis it's just now starting to get good here's what okay this is how he started the devil was in heaven he was cast out we find out that we're looking at him at the end and we say this is the guy that deceived the whole earth. this is how it all started for us and the lord god took the man Every say the man. Amen. Notice women, it's the man. And the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. I'm just reading scripture. He didn't say, hey, the Lord God took the woman, put her in the garden of Eden and to dress it and to keep it. Who's in charge of the garden, folks? Amen. Who's in charge? Who's in charge of the home? Man. That was weak. I had one person. Who's in charge? Listen, I'm just reading scripture. The man. The Lord God took the man, put him in the garden of Eden and dress it to keep it. Are you with me? You sure? Verse 16. And the Lord God commanded the man. Everybody say the man. man. He told the man. Every tree, every tree of the garden you can eat. 
every tree you can eat, you can prune, you can do whatever you want in my garden. You're to tend it, you're to take care of it, you're to protect it. This is your garden. But, verse 17, but of the tree, that tree out there in the middle, that's so good looking, that tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shall not eat of it. Why? God never wanted man to know evil. That was a mic drop right there. God never wanted man to know bad. That's what evil is, bad. He didn't want, the Garden of Eden was perfect. It was like heaven. Is there any curse in heaven? Is there anybody getting their car repossessed in heaven? No, it was perfect. So was this. He gave Adam one assignment. You can eat, you take care of my garden. You're responsible, but one thing. Everybody say, one thing. He gave him one commandment. He says, of that tree of good and evil, you shall not eat because if you eat, the day that you eat, you are gonna die. You know why we have death today? Right here. Yeah. Why there was never God was never gonna have man die. Are you with me? Yeah. Never. This place, that's why God's gonna create a new heaven and a new earth, because he don't want any reminder of these days. New heaven, everybody say new heaven. New earth. Woo! That's me, baby. All right, look at the next one. Genesis chapter three. Here we go. Are you ready? Women, you know, you know how you were created, right? You guys remember? You remember secondhand dirt? <laughs> okay, are you, don't miss this. Don't you go to sleep now. Everybody say, now the serpent was more subtle, means more deceptive than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, he said to the woman, what does the devil, why is he going to the woman? Why didn't he go to the man? Where, where are we at? Come on, somebody help me. Where are we at right now? Carolyn, where are we at right now? We're on Friday or we're on Monday in classroom. We are studying game film. That's what we're doing. We're studying the game film. You missed that part. Here we go. The serpent was more subtle than any beast which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, everybody say the woman. Where's, where's Adam? Oh, the devil made sure Adam wasn't around. He made sure Adam wasn't around because who was given the instruction by God to not eat of the tree? Did he tell Eve or did he tell Adam? So where did the devil go? He didn't, she didn't hear from God. God didn't speak to Eve. Who'd he speak to? Who'd he speak to? Are you, are you getting this? And here's what happens. He says this. And he says to the woman, Yay! Have God said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Next verse. And the woman said to the devil, let's just, let's just be real here. So now you, instead of the woman being spiritual enough to say, I bind you, get away from me. Because I would not be surprised if this is not thoughts. 
right here. And the woman said, he, now you're conversing with the lie. Are you with me? I'm going to, we're in game film mode right now, man. You're going to find your answer today. The woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of all these trees out here in the garden. We can eat anything here. Look at verse three. But that one little tree over there, which is in the middle of the garden, God told my, my husband, he said, don't eat of that tree, neither touch it or you're going to die. So guess what? Adam had told his wife, don't you touch that tree. Adam told his wife, don't touch the tree. Pausing for effect. He told his wife, don't touch the tree. Oh, we're going to get some answers today, aren't we? And the serpent said to the woman, we're still conversing. You're not gonna die. That's retarded. That's stupid. Are you kidding me? You're not gonna. Are you serious? You're gonna die because you ate a little fruit? Oh, don't laugh because some of us have already taken some fruit. Verse 5 For God knows that in the day you eat, then your eyes are going to be open and you're going to be like Him and you're going to know good and evil. Woo! He is dangling some sweet stuff before her. Man, what does my husband know? <laughs> what? I mean, this, this, this sweet little snake, this sweet little voice inside of me, I, what's wrong with, with, with this? Uh, girls, this is the time to wake up. Men, it's a time to wake up even more. For God knows that in the day that you eat it, your eyes are going to be open and you're going to be like a God knowing good and evil. Verse 6. And the, when the woman saw, she now is, takes the thoughts of, man, I can be knowing good and evil. What is evil? It's so good. I wonder what evil's like. I, I, it's not going to hurt. And, and, and she sees that the tree is really nice. This, this fruit looks better than all these other trees. And it was so desirable. And it's going to make me wise. She took of the fruit. I wonder how that felt when she grabbed that fruit and snapped it from the tree. I wonder if it was like when... David cut the hem of Saul's garment. She took the fruit and she ate. And she gave to her husband with her and he did eat. What an idiot. Number one, this fruit is different than anything you've eaten, Adam. You didn't question where'd you get this fruit? You know why? Adam, from the beginning of time, was whipped. This is a disgrace to mankind. The woman controlled him from the beginning through deception. 
Thank you for your encouragement out there because there's none in here. If you could only be here. From the beginning, woman has tried to control man instead of man controlling. Who's tending the garden? Who's in charge of the home? Well, thank you for the three men and every, all the women are like, I'm reading scripture. I'm reading scripture. I didn't write this. My name doesn't appear there. And he did eat. Everybody say, he did eat. Mm. Are you ready? Verse 7. And the eyes of them both were open. What happened right there when he ate? Death started. No death in, 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 in the world. We wouldn't have death today. Right here. This is now why we have death. That's why we have to say goodbye to people. Aren't you going to be glad when Jesus destroys death and we will have no death again? But between now and then, we will still have death and people will go to hell for eternity for rejecting Jesus who came to pay the price for this day. This day right here is why Jesus came. Because Adam did not rebuke his wife, did not correct his wife, but okay, honey. And the eyes of them both were open. What if one of them was open? I, I've always asked this. I can't wait to get to heaven. I said, Lord, what if, what if, what if Adam would have done the right thing? What if Adam would have rebuked her and said, put that thing down? Did you not hear what God told you? But no. He did what Adam asked him to do or what Eve asked him to do. And they knew that they were naked. Why would they know that they're naked? They've been naked for all the time that they've been there. Why now do they know that they're naked people? Because they know good and evil. They would have never known they were, they had the glory covering, everything was good, good, good. But because of this mistake, now death enters in, thorns enter in, childbirth pain enters in, even more control of a man comes in, the curse comes in because of this. And where did it come from? It came from a lie, deception and made themselves aprons. They got some fig tree leaves and started covering themselves up. They started the first designer wardrobe right there in the Garden of Eden. Fig leaf, is that what they called it? And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day and Adam and his wife hid themselves. Why would you hide yourself from God? They hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. This, my friends, is where it all started. Yeah. Amen? First Timothy chapter 2. Some of you are going to be glad I don't get to the whole message. Let the woman, everybody say, let the woman, let the woman. Learn, learn in silence. I'm out. I'm out. Let the woman learn in silence. 
people are like, is that in the Bible? <laughs> with, with what? All subjection. Everybody say all subjection. How are you supposed to learn? Verse 12. But I suffer not a woman to teach nor to usurp authority over the man. Unless the man gave you authority, you are to be under authority. But to be in... All the girls said silence. One, nobody said silence. I'm just letting you know all the women in here didn't say one word. Uh, am, I, am, I, am I telling you scripture today? I, what are we doing? What are we doing? We are on Monday looking at lunchtime, the game film of our enemy. And some of you are not receiving it, but you are trying to push it away. And this is your answer. Be in silence. Verse 13. For Adam was formed, and then Eve. And Adam was not deceived. What? I don't like this. I've just given you what God told me to tell you today. Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived. And was in the transgression, meaning she's the one that sinned. Notwithstanding, what's one of the curses, women, after, you, after, you, after Eve did this to you? Not you, because you guys are all sweet, kind, and adorable, and you have no problem with your mouth, and you are always silent around your husband or around men. Amen. Praise the Lord. You be... Women say, praise the Lord, glory to God, hallelujah. This is what he says. Notwithstanding, she shall be saved in childbearing. That's how much pain that they knew. How many women have died in childbirth, especially since they don't have the technology that they have today? Back in the day, childbearing was really hard. And she said that we'll save her in childbearing if they continue in faith and charity and holiness with sobriety. This is really going over well today, mom. Um, first Peter, let's go to first Peter. Everybody say this with me because I need to hear this as an encouraging word from you. Just say, Pastor Thad. Pastor Thad. Come on, say, say, Pastor Thad, Pastor Thad. did not write the Bible. Just don't throw the rocks at me. Likewise, you wives, be in subjection to your own husband. If any obey not the word, meaning your husband, if they don't obey the word, it's like the husband gets a way out here because the woman's supposed to be more spiritual. If any of the men don't obey the word, they also may without the word be won by your conversation of the wife, meaning your sweet, kind, and an adorable spirit and your non-nagging mouth. Verse 2, while they behold, the men are watching your chaste conversation. Mean what's chaste conversation? Mean you watch every word that comes out of your mouth. Well, you don't know, Pastor Thad, living with them. Take it up with Jesus. 
While they behold, they're watching your chase conversation. I wish I had the time to go into Pastor Dave and Sonia's testimonies. They're amazing. When, when, when Pastor Sonia was so mad at Pastor Dave because he was so, anyway, I'm not going to go there. With fear. Verse 3, watch this. Who's adorning? How many of you like to go shopping, women? How many of you like to go to Saks Fifth Avenue instead of Ross? <laughs> Who's adorning? Let it not be the outward adorning. Not the clothes you wear, not the makeup that you wear, not how good your hairstyle is. I wanted to say something right there, but I won't. Wait, back up, back up. Don't go too fast now, Kevin. And of wearing gold, it's not your chains, it's not your rings, it's not your things or the putting on of apparel. Where did it all start? In the garden. What are we learning? We are at the... We're watching the game film. Keep going, verse four. But let it be the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit. Everybody say meek, quiet spirit. Now, if a woman is on, I'm not a woman. Some of you would like say and laugh and say, but I'm not a woman. I don't know. I don't pretend to know. But listen, I'm not a woman. And here's the thing I want to say. I don't know how hard it is for a woman to con- con- control this. But according to the word, it seems to be a struggle. Is that, is that truthful, women? Let's go on. Even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God. If, if any girl here cares about what God thinks about you, here we go. He thinks that a meek and a quiet, silent mouth spirit is of great price. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Everybody say great price. Great price. Great price. There's not enough of this preached in the body of Christ. Women, women, honestly, women are doing more than men today because men have turned out to be really girly. And you know why? Because they have been watching their home like Adam did. Okay, I'll eat that. Whatever you say, babe. Whatever you say, babe, I got you, babe. First Peter 3, 5. For after this manner, everybody say this manner. In the old time, this is what you want to say. Oh, that's in the old days. That's a long time ago. I don't believe in that. Watch what this is. The holy women. Anybody care about being a holy woman in here? Anybody want to be a holy? I don't have anybody in this row saying that. Anybody want to be a holy woman? You just want air conditioner. Why'd it get hot all of a sudden? See? The holy women who trusted in God. Do I have any holy women in here? Do I have any woman that trusts God? Adorn themselves being in subjection to their husband, their own husband. What's that mean? You're under. Say you're under. Say, I'm under. under. Verse 6. Even as Sarah obeyed Abraham. Who's your mother in the faith, everyone? Sarah. 
Everybody say Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. This is you right here. Even Sarah who obeyed Richard, calling him, what would you call him? Lord. Everybody say, I call my husband Lord. Everybody say, I call my husband Lord. Am I preaching the word, guys? And is this something I made up? Where did all of this confusion and lies and deception come from? From eating the fruit, from the man letting the woman take control of the garden. Who's controlling your garden? Who makes the decision in your garden? Yeah, but if I don't, she's going to be mad at me. So? You're the man. You're the Adam. Or you're the wimp. And why we have what we have today in society? Because we ain't got no holy men standing up and say, "Uh uh-uh, we're not doing that. We're not eating that fruit. You need to be quiet. We need to be quiet. As long as you do well, are not afraid with any amazement. We need to look at Adam and Eve, Abraham and Sarah as our examples. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter two. I might get to all this. Look at this. Second Corinthians chapter two. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us for we're not ignorant of his devices. What are his devices? The woman controlling the man. You know what this is in relationship to? Unforgiveness, withholding love, withholding things because you didn't get your way. If you're under... I just saw a picture. I'm just going to let you know. If you're under, if you're under, if you're in subjection to your own husband and you call him in your heart, I mean, you're not bad, but you say, yes, Lord. If you're going to a king, are you going to yell at him? Are you going to put him in his place? Let's go to the next scripture. These are not going over very well today. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26. Look at this. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26. Be angry and sin not. Lest or or let not the sun go down upon your wrath. How many couples, how many relationships, people are sleeping in other bedrooms and on the couch and everything else because the sun went down and you're still mad. The sun went down and we're still got fighting going on. Verse 27, neither, what? I told you, where are we right now? We are on Monday watching the game film. How does the devil get involved in your life? When you're out of place, you'll fall on your face because you didn't submit. You opened your mouth and you gave place to the devil because you listened to a lie. I said, you listened to a lie. I said, you listened to a lie. Verse 28. Is that it? Okay, then let's go to Ephesians chapter six as we close. We only have this. Here's your, here's, your, here's your commitment. We know that Jesus came to give you life 
and to give it to you more abundantly. We know that the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And that's why God told you to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And here's what we've already said, but we're going to say it again. Verse 11. For we wrestle not. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the tricks, schemes, plots, plans, and wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against what? Our spouse. We don't wrestle against our pastor. We don't fight against our mom our dad, our boss, anybody. We do not wrestle with them, but we wrestle with principalities, powers, rulers of darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. The devil is trying to lie to you about everything. And you and I are called to what? Speak truth and walk in love. How much truth is in heaven? That's all there is. is there is no lie in heaven. That's why nobody that lies goes to heaven. All liars are in hell. That's what the Bible says. And we say, thank God for the blood. Our last scripture today. In whom the God of this world, the devil himself, has blinded the minds of them which believe not. The only way that you get to get light is by hearing a word like this and exercising it, which means doing it. When you do that, the light of the glorious gospel comes in and you will have your answer. Say, the word is my answer. So how many of us can, can do better? How many of us can do better? I said, how many of us can do better? Amen. And so what we have to do, now men, as we close, Men, you never can demand this on your wife. If you do that, you're wrong. You need to submit. Did you hear that message today? No, that's wrong. Are you, you, this is between the woman and God and the man of God. You, 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 this is not for you to tell her what to do, when to do it. And I know this. I know many will not do this. Because you have a choice. You have a choice to be stubborn and to allow the devil to lie to you and demand your way or submit and be in subjection and be quiet. I don't want to be quiet. I've never been quiet. This is who I am. No, you have become who the devil wants you to become, honey. I just do whatever she says. Yep, you're a wimp too because you're not controlling your garden. You're allowing the woman to, to, to garden the garden. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Ah, the man, the man was created first. And the wife or the woman was created for him. Amen. Amen. Father, I thank you, Lord, that we're going to do better. We know the devil's tactics. We know that he comes to lie, to come to steal, to kill, and destroy families, homes, Lord, even churches. We pray that, Father God, there's a covering of truth on this church and that we will learn to be meek. We will learn to be quiet. We will learn to be teachable. We will learn to submit to those that we are to be in subjection to because, Lord, we want to please you. 
and we give you all the praise. Everybody say all the praise. All the glory. All the honor. In Jesus' name. Amen.